following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a wonderful Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. Welcome in for the next 45 minutes. We break things down with this Dallas Cowboys organization, and we're going to unleash the beast when it comes to breaking down those Arizona <laughs> Cardinals as they come to town on Monday night football. <laughs> here on Talking Cowboys, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and, and and guys, it's uh, it's a fun week because we finally. I feel like this is the week we finally get to see who this Dallas Cowboys team really is. And and I know a lot of fans will immediately kind of say, "But what do you mean, Kyle? Uh, we have a a quote unquote backup quarterback." I still think that Andy Dalton should be considered a starting quarterback in the NFL. But you have a backup quarterback right. in for Dak Prescott. However, whenever you look at the teams that the Cowboys have played and the Cowboys or and the team that the Arizona Cardinals are, this is the first time you could really look at an opponent and say they're not a contender and they're not 0 and 5 at the same time. I mean, they they're not winless teams. Whenever you you talk about the wins and losses that the Cowboys have had, Rob, and I, I know whenever you look at the Cardinals specifically, there are a ton of tough matchups, but at 3 and 2, this is a team that I think could really be susceptible and, and allow us to get an accurate look at how this roster is built out. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. You know, it's not it's not the Falcons and it's not Seattle. So it's somewhere in between. I think it comes down to it's going to come down to which defense shows up and is more consistent because I, I think the the Cardinals defense has been more consistent than the Cowboys. I think any team any defense in the league just about has been in right. terms of where they stand statistically. Uh, but that game they lost a couple weeks ago to Carolina, man, they got shredded. They got shredded in yardage. They got shredded in points. And without Chandler Jones, it'll be interesting to see how the Cowboys can can match up against it. We're going to get into that. Uh, but defensively, which team brings it more is going to make the difference, I think, in week week six. Yeah, my thoughts, my thoughts on this game are going to all revolve around turning the ball over. And if we can correct those mistakes, we will probably put ourselves in any ball game versus any uh, uh, opponent. It's just the it's just those self-inflicted things uh, that we've done over the course of the last five games. And it, it's turnovers on our side of the field that have all uh, been points for the for the other team. So limiting those are going to help us a lot. And obviously with Andy Dalton, we're going to have to modify our game plan. And I'm not saying dumb it down. I just believe it's going to be a modified game plan in order to give us some success on offense. 
Yeah, and I'm gonna keep leaning on the fact of time of possession, right? And I know um, it kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of different aspects of the game. But uh, Rob alluded to to the defense. I, I'm a big component of obviously defense really controlling the game. And as long as we can keep this offense off the field and we can remain on the field, we win that time of possession. Um, and that's exactly what we need to do. I see that Arizona's had the ball, you know, almost you know 29 minutes uh, every game on an average of 29 minutes, and um, we have not had that. We <laughs> we we have we have not been there. Uh, we we've, we've lost every. Every game, I think, in the field of time of possession aspect, and that's something that we have to turn around this game if we want to win. I went and looked it up, Isaiah. They, the Cowboys are 31st in average time of possession. I think it's like 26. Opponents are averaging the having the ball seven more minutes a game than the Cowboys. That's that's ridiculous. And if you, the only team worse is the Jets. So if you're and the Giants are right there, Washington's right there. Those are three teams you don't want to be right next to really in any stat. So you're right. Yeah. They, they've got to – and it ties into turnovers like Heckma said. Two more. Last week, you lose the, t- the turnover battle again, but yet you win the game. So that's not going to happen too often. They've got to clean it up. Yep. And we mentioned it yesterday, and I think Heckma brought up a fantastic point about Kyler Murray and and the fact that Kyler Murray will turn the football over. He's thrown six interceptions already, he's had eight touchdown passes, so that touchdown-interception ratio, not as bad as what we saw with Daniel Jones last week from the Giants' perspective, but... This is still a quarterback that's going to force some mistakes and is going to put you in a situation as a defense to take advantage. The Cowboys did take advantage last week with Demarcus Lawrence and the scoops, uh, scoop and score from Anthony Brown as well. But whenever you look at the teams that the, the Cowboys have beaten, a combined 0-10, that's really a statistic that I think a lot of people might already know because of how bad the Giants and the Falcons have been. But you look at the teams they've lost to, are a combined 13-2 and two right now. When you talk about the Browns, the Seahawks, and, uh, of course, the, the season opener against the Los Angeles Rams. But then the Arizona Cardinals, who come in at 3-2, and two, the teams that they have beaten are a combined 3-12. and 12. So, Isaiah, whenever you look at uh, preparation from week to week in the NFL, the, the saying is, hey, it's our next opponent. It's going to be that same kind of mentality. But whenever you have a team that's coming in that, like, Rob said is somewhere in between a Falcons or a Giants and in between a Seahawks or a Browns. How does that change your week of preparation as a player? It doesn't change it at all. You know, I've never been a real big stat guy. Um, I'm I'm a big believer in you know every week is a, it's, a, it's a new week, right? It's a new opponent, and every team matches up differently against other teams. That's just facts, right? Personnel versus personnel, scheme versus scheme. So, yeah, I could look at my record and say, okay, we lost to we lost to the Rams, we lost to the Seahawks, you know. But guess what? You know, we might we might match up pretty well against the Cardinals, right? It just really comes down to position, some positions of of play, and then obviously schemes. So, I mean, I don't put much weight on previous records or any of that stuff. You better show up and play every week in this league. The only the only stat that doesn't ever seem to lie is the turnover battle, to your yeah, point. Absolutely. Isaiah. Yep. The last, I think the Cowboys in, in the last, here's a stat, but it's turnover stat. In, in the last 20 years, they've had a negative turnover ratio 11 times, and they missed the playoffs 10 out of 11 years. And, and the wow. only year they didn't miss it, they were right, you know, they were in position. Uh, with, uh, actually, when they had a positive turnover ratio, just about every year they made the playoffs. When they didn't, it was those eight and eight years with Garrett when they were right last week of the season trying to win the division. So, yeah, it, you know, maybe with Dalton, maybe they're they're going like Heckma said, they're going to try to be a little bit more balanced and and try to do some things where they're not uh, putting and some of it's scoreboard related, but not putting your offense in a position where you're where you're, where you're turnover risky. You know, they got to clean that part of it up. 
I guess I guess the good news is I think the Cardinals are are negative four right now on the turnover yeah, ratio. Yes. So yes. that's that's a positive. Yeah, and, and and Kyle, I just wanted to say, you know, it's an old boxing uh, term, styles make fights, and and mm. the Cowboys have been looking for that style that matches theirs, that they can have dominance. We thought we were going to have that in the Cleveland game versus their running game, and man, did they show us with their running game. We also thought the same thing with the Giants uh, RX coming in, and we surrendered 34 points to Giant to the Giants. So uh, we're not in a position to overlook anyone, especially when you're giving up 160 points in the last four games. I mean, my DISD math may not be that good, but that's about 40 points a game. And when you look at that ratio and you talk about us making history by still winning two of those games after giving up close to you know 40 points, Man, those are the things that have to be corrected. Now, I talk about the turnovers, and those are very important because you put your defense at a disadvantage. But at some point, we are going to have to take advantage of the matchups that we have uh, on our side as far as defensively or offensively to take advantage of these games so that we can break these games open, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, we just haven't been in a situation like that because every game we play has been a track meet. It's been a track meet, and, and I think this one will have an opportunity to be a track meet as well. As today, of course, being Thursday, we're going to break down the Cowboys' offense against the Arizona defense. And that Arizona defense, guys, had a huge blow. And I mentioned it yesterday when the breaking news came down as three-time Pro Bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro Chandler Jones is out for the season for the Cardinals uh, at linebacker, injured his right arm during the first half of last Sunday's win against the Jets. But whenever you miss a guy like that, this guy who had 19 sacks a year ago, only had one sack this year, but he was, uh, once again, just a presence in that front seven for Arizona. But, heck, but whenever there's not a guy like that across the line of scrimmage, how much easier does it make it for a guy like Andy Dalton coming in his first week as a starter for the Cowboys? Well, uh, yeah, obviously uh, he's going to be a noted miss, notable miss for uh, the Cardinals. But at the same time, they have some dudes still. Number 98, Corey Peters, he's a presence in the middle. And he's a guy that does push – the pocket. So um, I, I think when when it's not a, we're not at the point as a team where if there's a guy missing, OK, we could take advantage of this. Mm -hmm. We're still going to have our work cut out for us. I mean, Angelo Blackson, number 96, he's got six, six, 340 pounds. So, look, I, I know Jones being, you know, uh, the injury does kind of say, OK, we have it a little bit easier because we don't have that dog up front. But nah, not really. Uh, and, and, and especially on the back end, man, their secondary is strong and We'll, we'll get into that, but guys like Buda Baker and Pat P, look, this is going to be a challenge for our offense, no matter how you, you, you frame it. Yeah, it can, be, it can be looked at as a gift or it can be looked at as a curse, right? Because you think about it from a defensive coordinator's perspective, as soon as you lose your number one pass rusher, what's the first thing that you're going to do to apply pressure? You're going to blitz. Blitz, yeah. Right, I'm going to blitz, right? And these guys, yeah. have the, they have the personnel in the secondary in order to blitz and not sacrifice, you know, the ability to cover somebody. So these guys can stay on you man-to-man. -man. They will get in your face. They will they will stay in your hip pocket the entire route and, and, and enforce a, a very contested catch. So with that being the case, if I'm a defensive coordinator, okay, I, my guys can, can cover. So guess what? I'm going to send them now. I, I don't have my guy that can bring pressure just on that one side. So now I'm sending my dogs. Now you have matchup problems on the offensive line and a tight end and a running back front because you're bringing guys from the, from the second level and you bring guys from the secondary as well to create pressure. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they adjust without without Chandler Jones because you know they've got Zach Allen there as a as a down lineman, but maybe yeah. he could he could switch into more of that outside role. Yeah. Uh, Hassan Reddick. Uh, they've got a guy, Gardeck, who's got two sacks, who's mm-hmm. kind of stepped up for them. But <clears throat> aside from that Carolina game where I, where I referenced, they, they didn't get any pressure on Teddy Bridgewater at all. Besides that game, they've been pretty good in terms of kind of across the board getting some pressure, their middle pressure with Jordan Phillips. Uh, Corey Peters, is, as Heckma mentioned, I think they've got 14 sacks on the year. So, yep, yeah, I yeah. think to Isaiah's point, they feel like they probably can get pressure. Um, they could be selective with their blitzes but they might be able to you know hold things down where they don't have to sacrifice uh their secondary on the back end and and or or trust those guys to do that uh without having to give them help back there and we'll talk about the secondary coming up here in just a little bit but of course cliff kingsbury in addressing chandler jones's absence said he wasn't sure whether vance joseph the defensive coordinator for arizona is actually going to make a single replacement for Jones at that outside linebacker spot, or it'll be a rotation with Fitz, Gardeck, like Rob just mentioned, and also uh, Reddick in there as well. There's a, a couple guys that could fill that spot. But whenever you talk about that front seven and the pressure they they put, even without Chandler Jones being in the fold, and, and Isaiah, I know you've you've been critical of this offensive line that has played better over the last couple weeks. But how do you feel like they match up specifically against the tackles on the outside? I think they match up okay right now, honestly. I think I think they're okay. I think um, I'm more concerned with that internal uh, defensive line and, and the type of the size that they have up there. They're they're able to, when you watch them on film, they're able to get some really good push um, against uh, the against the opposing offensive line. So that's probably more of my concern than it is more so the edge rush. Um, and honestly, that presents a bigger issue for us <laughs> because of you know because we have a rookie in there as well. Um, and you know we have him, we have Connor Williams. Both of those guys are a little light. Um, lighting the butt, as I would say, for interior alignment. So um, that's probably the biggest challenge. But in, in terms of our tackles and the, the issues that we've been having in, in that regard, um, I actually feel okay. Yeah, and, and, you know, for me, when I look at uh, Zach Martin in the middle, I think he helps us tremendously uh, at what you're alluding to, mm-hmm. Isaiah, because he's the guy that you know next to Biotish, which Biotish man is. He's putting it out there, man, and he is a dog. He's going mm-hmm. after people. I love what the rookie is doing. Um, so I feel confident with that. I mean, Connor isn't going to be by himself, and they'll be able to get him some uh, some help. But, you know, they're going to be – the way that Arizona stacks and, and where their strength is is where we're stronger in our interior line, and that's, you know, at the right guard position. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. Yeah, Biotis did a nice job, <clears throat> excuse me, in his first start. I think he gave up a sack – second half but overall what he's been able to do really impressive I I thought this quote from Patrick Peterson guys was really interesting though just in terms of the Cardinals approach potentially this game he said he told CBS Sports stop the run definitely got to stop the run and force not saying he can't do it but we have to force Andy Dalton to beat us Mm. we feel if you if you take the ball out of Ezekiel Elliott's hands there's more opportunities for bad things to happen if the ball is in the air so Wow. Now, that, now he made. I think he went out of his way to say that wasn't a knock on Andy Dalton, but clearly <laughs> that's their approach. And so, how do they it's approach true. it? Like, do they do they load up to stop the run, or like Isaiah said, they feel like they can just kind of play it straight and do it that way? Hey, because but Rob, that's that's been a, that's been a game plan of every team. That's been a game plan of every team we faced. I mean, I mean, it, they, yeah, nothing's changed. That is, that's. I mean, that's the truth, right? He's not spitting anything. He's not shooting any shots. I mean, we have averaged over what. 44 passes, I think, this year um, per game. 
I mean, that's absurd, right? So, I mean, you, it's just clear that where the teams are taking away the run and they're trying to make, you know, before, you know, before Dak got hurt, Dak was throwing it up there too. Luckily, they weren't getting intercepted, but there's plenty of opportunities for teams to, to get INT. So that's essentially what Patrick Peterson's alluding to. They are very confident in this secondary affair for right, for the very so right reasons. Now, with that being said, and this could be a stupid question, but I, I'm going to ask it anyways because I'm the host. But it, whenever it comes to taking care of the football, and, and you, we just talked about how the game plan hasn't changed and you want to force Andy Dalton to throw the football, much like how Dak Prescott was forced to throw the football, who are you more comfortable taking care of it and not turning over uh, a couple different times. You think it's Andy Dalton or is it Dak Prescott in terms of your two quarterbacks? I know Dak Prescott's out of the fold right now, but whenever who's back behind center, who are you more comfortable Dak. having not turned over the football? Dak. Okay. How, by Dak. how much of a margin, Dak. though? By a lot. Really? Why? By a lot. He's, he's – he. Right. I mean, because you look at the numbers, statistically, he hasn't been a turnover machine. He may have had a, a year where he had 13 interceptions. But if you go back to Andy Dalton's career, his 10 year career, he's he's had a few well, a year with 15 to 20 interceptions. So that's I mean, that's I'm just basing it off of the numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I would he's he is not a guy that turns the ball <laughs> over. Hadn't been a guy that's turned the ball over this first four games. Obviously, he was on a roll to go somewhere we didn't want to see. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah, just based off of those numbers, I would say that. OK, I feel more secure with with uh, Andy personally. Mm-hmm. And, and I, obviously I like that. But I think Andy's a better passer. That's, I just feel like he's just an all-around better passer. I think he's more experienced. I think he's seen more. I think he's going to be more confident with this offensive line than Dak was because Dak was spoiled with his previous offensive lines. Now, <laughs> and now it's his Andy Dalton's time to be spoiled. You know, even with this offensive line, he's now spoiled compared to what he's had in the past. So I think he has every reason to continue to be confident um, with his abilities, and, and he's he's done it for a while. And you know, you allude to some of the previous stats, and I said I'm not really a stat guy, but you know, look look what he was doing it with. You know, I mean, he was he was. Just, he was having to try to force things with that with that squad, man. So you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him um, now in this in this replacement role and seeing what he does with this with this opportunity. I would <laughs> lean towards Dak just because I think he's had some some stretches in his career where he's he's turned it over too much, mm-hmm. and and this is one of them. But I, but it's been such a weird start uh, where they I mean when you throw it 60 times <clears throat> two straight games, like like Isaiah said, I mean there were some that he got away with, but you're also trying to force it too, because yeah. uh, you're trying to get back in the game, yeah. and and it just it just lends itself to, to more high risk situations. So, you know, I think Dalton's got they've got a chance to be more careful with the ball if they're more balanced and if they try to get Zeke more involved. Because, like I think Patrick Peterson said, when the ball's in the air, there's just greater risk. Now you got greater risk for big plays, and I think you win games mainly based off chunk plays, but. I think they they need to do what they can to help Andy Dalton out where he's not trying to just put it on his arm. And I I agree with Heckma and the fact of it it being interception-wise. I think Dak Prescott was probably a little bit more conservative in the throws that he was willing to make. Andy Dalton's going to take some shots. He's going to take shots downfield. We saw that even in the the game-winning drive that he had with Michael Gallup. You're going to see the ball push downfield a little bit more with Andy Dalton, but it's something that I I think is notable. Dak Prescott, in his five seasons, or I guess four and a quarter seasons, 34 fumbles, Andy Dalton in nine 
career years, has 57. So just a couple more in about four, uh, pretty much five more years than Dak Prescott overall fumbling the football. That's not a stat that's brought up with quarterbacks a whole lot, but I think it does pay uh, dividends in terms of holding on to the football and being ball secure whenever it comes to the table. We're going to step aside when we come back. We're going to talk about the secondary. How could the Cowboys wide receivers take advantage of Buda Baker and Patrick Peterson being on the other side? And is Patrick Peterson still an elite defensive back? We're going to ask that question when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Back to Talking Cowboys. Second segment here of Talking Cowboys here on a beautiful Thursday. Glad you're with us on DallasCowboys.com and all of our various streaming platforms. Isaiah Stanback, our resident Super Bowl champion, Cowboys insider Rob Phillips, and the great Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And uh, we were just kind of getting into the debate of Dak Prescott who or Andy Dalton, who takes care of the football better as a quarterback, as a starter in this league, and, and really I think we were pretty split on, on who we trust more with the football. And Isaiah, you made a statement in the middle of the break that uh, Rob especially found uh, interesting. I found it interesting as well. But what was that statement that you made about Andy Dalton? I was just saying that I feel like Andy Dalton is he – protect, he protects the ball better. Okay, He's just, he's just a better protector of the ball in my, in my I think that he's he's more conscious and uh, of the ball, and that might have been from all his time in Cincinnati, where they just really couldn't afford to turn the ball over that much. I don't know, but uh, but he's better in the pocket with the ball. You see him; he has you know as as, as CB um, mentioned, he, he keeps both hands on the ball versus Dak has one hand on the ball. It's just he's more technically sound than Dak, and that again, no shots. He's been around longer, right? So he should be more technically sound than Dak. Um, but then he doesn't 
He doesn't throw the he doesn't just throw the ball up there uh, for chance mm-hmm. as much, in my opinion. Um, I, I think he's a lot more precise passer, and you know, I think he just uh, just uh, yeah, he's just more efficient in that regard. I'm not saying he's a better overall quarterback right now, but what I am saying in certain these aspects and where we have, we have to be sure right now, I think he's better. It's kind of where I Go think. Ahead, Heck. <laughs> yeah, Heck was right. Right, I was gonna let it. Do you want this window oh. here, Heckma? What you got? Now you know what I'm. A, I'm trying to let this breathe because I, I feel as though the backup always gets all the love, right? Because mm-hmm. he's the guy you hadn't seen. I see. He <laughs> is. He is. Go ahead. Man. He's the he's guy you hadn't seen. And you want to tell me? You know, I, I believe that everyone's trying to sell this narrative that oh, the the Cowboys are in better shape now than what they were with that i don't I believe that. it I didn't i'm say not, that. I, I'm not saying that. that you said that okay but no i'm not saying that what no. what i am saying is there is a narrative that's being written that we are in better hands okay like oh don't worry about it the backup is going to take you guys where you want to be and also because the division is so bad you guys can just walk into the playoffs i just don't uh. see that i don't i don't see that what i see is a cowboy team that because they've lost Dak, they're going to have to retool a lot of the things that they do. I think Andy Dalton's experience is going to make it where you don't have to limit what you do in your playbook, but there are certain things that Dak has done in your offense that you are going to miss. And also, this year, Dak was taking the next steps to be the elite quarterback. He was threading the needle. He wasn't throwing 50-50 balls or oh, just throwing it up by chance and hoping that a guy runs under it. I see that so I think that you know because we are dealing with the we have to deal with Andy Dalton as starting quarterback I just can't throw away the fact that he was on a team last year that went 0-8 with him starting uh they brought in a quarterback that failed miserably and he ended up coming back but that was the reason why the Cincinnati Bengals had the number one pick in the draft so if we're gonna keep it real if we're gonna keep it real let's keep it all the way real and don't tell me that oh we're in good hands. No, we have some hey. things that we have to change too. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's freaking. Bob, do you want to hop Let's... in real quick before I go ahead? Heckma. Let's go. No, he unleashed the beast, man. Let's... I'm, got, I'm, about to unleash, I'm about to unleash the beast. <laughs> Listen to this. Okay, hey, you're trying to talk about team records as if the quarterback is more than one of 11 players on the field, right? And understand, he plays his position, he plays his role, but he cannot affect the play of every other person on that field. He can't affect the play. He can't affect Don't the not at all not at all and i've happened to play that position so no you do not get those wins right this organization that organization is terrible right the, the, the whole organization was terrible he went to he had new head coaches the, the, the front office sucked right the support system sucked. i mean i mean freaking andrew worth left i mean come on man like everybody and their mama was trying to get up out of there right he didn't have aj green for most of the time oh, so man. he didn't have a surrounding a surrounding cast so let's not compare the fact that his team was terrible last year the fact to how effective he was as a, as a quarterback and again i will reiterate it he chose to be a backup so as everybody's <laughs> looking everybody's looking at him as oh my gosh the second string quarterback and no we're not saying at least i'm not saying heck 
that, oh, we're about to be a better team now because Andy Dalton's in instead of Dak. That's not the case. But what I am saying is Cowboys Nation should not lower their expectations of this 2020, 2020, 2020 and 2021 Dallas Cowboys team simply because their second string, a.k.a. Pro Bowl quarterback, is now coming in and taking the realm. I, that view should not lower your standard because the production should not change. Now, when you talk about is are they going to miss things? Of course, every quarterback is unique. They're two different styles of quarterback. Dak has a tendency to run more. Andy Dalton's going to sit in there with two hands on the ball and take care of the, and take care of the ball. Right? He's going to be more precision passer. Guess what? He's going to take more risks down the field. And guess what? With these receivers, that's probably going to be a good thing, right? So as we're talking about these things, yes, you're going to miss some things, but you're also going to gain some things that you would miss if it was the other way around. I think there's a balance between, yeah, like they're not they're not better off with mm-hmm. Andy Dalton. I, I don't believe that. I think, and, 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 and obviously Dak, like Isaiah said, brings some different things to the table in terms of read option stuff especially around the goal line I think he has more of an ability I think Andy Dalton's a mobile quarterback but I think Dak has more of an ability I think to make things out of nothing when things Mm -hmm. break down which is really important in today's game um but yeah I mean I I agree that you don't they expect I wrote about this yesterday expectations should not plummet right now for the Cowboys now can they win a Super Bowl without Dak and without with all these other injuries it's really hard to see at this point but they're two and three. It's the worst division in football. If they can go four and two in the NFC East, just give me four wins out of six, then a couple wins here and there, eight and eight might win this division. Mm-hmm. I think it very well could win this division. Maybe seven and nine wins this division. Just get, oh, just, just get in the playoffs. Get in the playoffs yeah. and see what happens. And I think absolutely. I, the Cowboys, you know, they've, they've made some moves this offseason that have not worked. Obviously, two defensive signings in the offseason didn't make it through training camp. Uh, Gerald McCoy got injured, obviously. But give the front office credit for spending a little bit more at the position. Three million bucks for Andy Dalton as opposed to 500000 for Cooper Rush over the last couple years, whatever it yeah. was. That is looking like a move that might save your season because he, he absolutely can come in here and play. Absolutely. Heckman, you got anything else to add there on your rebuttal side? You know, my, my thing has always been uh, with Dak Prescott not missing any snaps or two snaps in four years. Andy Dalton didn't come to Dallas to save the Cowboys or take us to a Super Bowl. He came here because he was going to sit behind Dak. That's what it was. He didn't say, hey, honey, we're going to Dallas because I, I'm going to play, but I'm going to get an opportunity to play because Dak is going to miss some games. That wasn't yep. what was going yep. on. Yep. And so uh, feeling like he's graced us with his presence is one thing, but another part about this is the fact that I feel more confident with uh, Andy Dalton instead of Cooper Rush, that's for sure, but I just feel like it's you're not being sincere when you say, oh, he's going to be that much, he's going to be better than Dak, and I understand we preface who, who our said, statement. Who said that? I, who said, I, you, you're basically, or is that not what you're saying? Are you I, not I, saying I, I mean, that? I would love for you to run the film back and see where I said he's better <laughs> than Dak. I just said he's, a, I, I, think he's I, think he takes, I think he takes care of the ball better than Dak, yes. That's that's what I did okay. say. Okay, well, it's just kind of – I'm getting a twinge of that, and so I'm just trying to see where you at, player. No, 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 no. I'm a very direct person, Heckman. I would never just insinuate anything. I, okay. I, I, Andy Dalton is going to ball out. Let me just clear that up right now. He is going. It is. It is unfortunate that Dak Prescott is out. Nobody right. on this podcast, nobody in Cowboys Nation, wanted Dak Prescott to get no, injured or not be present not. in any form or fashion. Whether it was his, him signing his franchise tender, whether it's him signing an extension, they everybody wanted him to be playing. 
That's let's get that out the way. Now, being that he can't play anymore, Andy Dalton is the best, and I mean the best option, not only as a secondary guy, a second guy, but if you took Andy Dalton and said, hey, let's take Andy Dalton versus the the worst 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, worst 12, let's say the bottom 12 quarterbacks, right? Right. Who do you put ahead of him? I mean, without having names in front of me, I'm sure I would have some names that would go in front of him. Uh, but at the same time, if, you, if you're going to do a hypothetical like that, if Andy Dalton had started the season with the Cowboys, what would our record be? Hypothetically. Hypothetically? Probably yeah. two and three. Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> Oh man! Oh, I think I don't know if he, I don't know if he brings you back against Atlanta. I don't. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if he brings you back. That's I don't. True. I don't know if that. That's I don't know if it changes. That's fair. I don't know if it changed because, because the reason why, hey, the reason why, and I'm not saying that the production would have fell off. I don't think the production would have been much different at all. Actually, um, our defense has sucked. That's what's that's lost the, games. That's so, it. So, but, but what I'm saying is, but by saying that. We can, it sounds as if people are trying to say there's going to be a drop-off in production on offense. There's not. Mm-hmm. There is not going to be a, a drop-off in production. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's a precision passer. He's experienced. We're about to start facing AFC teams that he's familiar with, right? So where, where, where is this that we're going to have this drop-off exactly? I, I just want to know. I just want somebody to pinpoint, hey, guess what? We are going to lose production because Andy Dalton can't do this. I, I'm just waiting to hear that from anybody. Yeah, you know, I, I think if anybody, I think, really... I think if there's any concern, go for it, Rob. Go for if, it. If there's any concern, it, it just might be the protection up front. As many injuries as they've got, but That's he, it. but I think he's he's underrated as a guy that can at least buy time. I mean, he's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna scramble around all day, and Dak doesn't yeah. either. Uh, yeah, I was saying, yeah, he doesn't either, and they and they both yeah. been in this system for the same amount of time, right? Yeah, true. Now, and so, I know, uh, go for it. Rob. Go ahead, Kyle. No, I, I think I think absolutely they, they they should still expect to to go and win this division. I, I still think they can do it, but it's gonna take it's gonna get it's gonna take getting healthier on defense. They need some guys back. They need to get better defensively, yeah. just incrementally week to week, like they did last week. Last week was an improvement because you take away absolutely. the two two turnovers offensively that led to fourteen points. You know, they didn't give up 34 points defensively. They did a better job. Some of their better players right. stepped up. You do that, you clean up some things on special teams. As a team, right. if you get better and you stay relatively healthy after what you've been through already, with Dalton, I think you, absolutely they should expect to go and try to win this division still. Yeah, I think that still is the expectation. And, and I know Jerry Jones and, and Stephen Jones probably feel that same way. The expectations don't drop, uh, even though they might change a little bit. They don't necessarily drop. It's just a different way of looking at the 2020 season because of what happened whenever you're building this roster moving forward. And I know yesterday we kind of got into who had the better supporting cast for Andy Dalton. And the Cowboys, I think the supporting cast this year is better than anything else that Andy Dalton's ever played with, maybe with the exception of the defense. Because even when you look at the defense in 2018 and 2019, they were 30th in the NFL and they were 26th in the NFL in terms of average yards per game allowed defensively. And then on the offensive side of the football, how about this from last year? In terms of support for Andy Dalton, the leading rusher for Cincinnati last year didn't hit triple digits until the ninth week of the season whenever they started their 0-8 run. 21 yards in game one, 17 in game two, 60, 62, 93, finally 
17. Then Dalton himself <laughs> was the leading rusher in week seven, and then 66 in week eight when Mixon had two yards as well. So I think overall, you look at the supporting <laughs> cast around Andy Dalton, the production might be there for him. Finally, as a quarterback, he's going to get a chance and an audition to go start elsewhere. I still think that quarterback or Dak Prescott is your quarterback of the future in Dallas. He's still going to be here. I, I believe the Jones family is still right there. Nobody's trying to get rid of Dak Prescott, but for 2020, you have to deal with Andy Dalton, and I think he's going to bring it to the table, just like how Isaiah was talking about earlier. When we come back, I teased it earlier, but Patrick Peterson, is he a top-level defensive back? <laughs> we didn't get to it in that segment. We're, I promise we'll get to it when we come back here it's on Isaiah's Talking Cowboys. Fault. <laughs> I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Conversation continues into the break here on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Just like always, uh, get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Dallas Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for just the price of really a nice meal for you and another or a meal for two, a solid meal for two. $20. Get involved with Dallas Cowboys United as always presented by Globe Life. We're talking Cowboys. We've got about eight minutes left and I don't know if eight minutes is enough to uh, to <laughs> hold us from unleashing the beast here and saying it with our chest before say it with your chest Friday. Uh, but we're, we're going to try our best and, and, and try and do so. But I, I keep bringing this up from a Patrick Peterson perspective and I know Isaiah you have a ton of respect, as does the rest of the league, really, in the NFL. A ton of respect for for Patrick Peterson, of course, a a 10-year veteran and one of the best corners 
best defensive backs in all of football. But my question to you this year, he's only had 10 tackles. He's had that one interception. He's been targeted 27 times, and he's allowed 15 receptions. But is Patrick Peterson, when you watch him on film, Isaiah, the same Patrick Peterson that he has been? I don't know if I can say he's the same. He might have looked like he lost a step. I mean, mm-hmm. but he's still poised, man. I mean, that dude's still poised. He's still he's still confident. I mean, there's just a there's just a a, a, a calming just peace about a DBs who are experienced. You know, when I right. when I used to play against you know Daryl Revis, you know, and when I was playing for New England, I mean, he was just chill, right? There's some guys you can get to move off their mark, and you can see they're a little jittery, and then there are some guys that are just so relaxed, and it's just like it doesn't matter what you do, like they're just moving like like poetry you know and and that's what patrick peterson does right and it and it and it, and it helps on their side that they have two university of washington you know you dub guys playing in the secondary with them you know and and, and you know just gotta throw that out there and byron murphy and and buddha baker you know uh, so those guys are coming along too um but no i mean patrick Pat, patrick peterson is um he's he's still that guy he's still to be respected in this league obviously there's there's younger guys that have you know, stepped up. I feel like I feel like there's always somebody every year that just comes out and they're like they're the big deal of that year, and then like a year or two later they kind of fade to the black, right? But they're still those dudes. They're just not out in the front. This is still one of those guys. Don't disrespect him because he's going to test all of our receivers who decide to step out in front of him. And you no, mentioned, I love Pat P. Man, I've been a been a big fan of his since LSU. Um, but you know, he's the closest thing in my opinion to Deion Sanders, just as far as his ability to lock down a wow. side of the field. Uh, Patrick P is, is Pat P is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, father time is father time is undefeated, but still don't test him. Yeah, um, for real. He's, he's, he still is going to play in close quarters with any receiver that comes out to his side. Uh, and he has everybody playing like that. They play close to the line of scrimmage, which I think is going to be an advantage for the Dallas Cowboys receivers who have been given a lot of cushion. Yes, uh, when you talk been. about, when you talk about your U-Dub guy and Dope. Buda Baker, I love the way that he plays, man. Buda Baker is, you know, obviously with their them knowing that they're going to have to stop Zeke, look for Buda Baker to be down in the box Knox. because he is a short yeah. fire tackler uh, at the line of scrimmage. He comes on the blitz. He's just a guy that you're going to see 32 moving all over the field. But I think if they take that approach with us on offense, I think that is what's going to get give Andy Dalton to the most amount of success because of his AFC North. Um, uh, what he's the the what he has coming from the AFC North, but his ability to find receivers quickly. Uh, and so that experience is going to pay out for him in this game, hopefully. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's, you know, Peterson has, has dipped significantly in, in his production. I know he's taken some criticism. I know he has said, you know, nobody's really tested me outside the numbers. They've tested me inside yeah. and on crossing routes and things like that. Um, right. So, but I, Heckman's right. Like Buda Baker getting him back last week from that thumb injury, he changes them because he's he's great on the back end. He had a sack last week. He's going to line up in different places. He's going to help shore up your secondary. Um, I, I'm interested to see what happens though because I, I don't think you know we talked about Ramsey in week one and how Ramsey's going to take away Amari Cooper and. Cooper still had 10 catches. So I think you still run your offense. I still think you run your routes and you try to get all your receivers involved uh, depending on how they're playing you defensively. So I don't, I don't think it's a situation where uh, they're going to take away one side of the field. I think they're still going to try to get Amari going. I thought it was interesting, though, that Amari only had like 40-something snaps in the game. They're really trying, And he's not apparently dealing with a, an injury that's showing up on the injury report. 
so they're just they're trying to get all their receivers involved and and we talked about that that long drive where it was run heavy that was said Wilson Michael Gallup and and um and Noah Brown Noah Brown, yeah. Noah Brown. Yeah. so you know they they trust all of their receivers especially some of their blocking ability too um but we'll see. We'll see. It, it's a it's a good secondary overall they're facing this week. Yeah, it is. I, I really do like Buda Baker I, I, a lot. It's just kind of talking about your UW guy. I, I mean, this is a guy who's a little bit undersized. I mean, he's 5'10", 195 pounds. He looks like he would normally be in a, in a high school in terms of the the roster and the, the height and weight, but this guy plays fierce. He, he's one of the best young safeties in the game, and, and I really do like him a lot. And I think mm-hmm. whenever you bring him up and put him in the box, my one worry is if Ezekiel Elliott gets to the next level, Isaiah, do you think Baker has enough juice to go up against Zeke whenever we've seen Zeke a couple times. He's had those angry runs. He's had those trucks. But but can Buda Baker be a guy to bring him down one-on-one? I mean, the only person that can really come up and lay the hit on on freaking Ezekiel Elliott is two guys. Um, Cam Chancellor, he's retired, and, and and freaking Sean Taylor, who's who's not with us anymore. There's only two guys that can come up and lay lay hits. Yeah, exactly. That come up and lay a hit on Zeke. So if he gets up to that level and he has any steam behind him, anybody's gonna get they're gonna get hit stick. They're gonna get trucked. Um, he'll, they'll they'll get tackled. They'll they'll still make the tackle. Um, but I don't see nobody just blowing up Zeke when he has that, that kind of momentum. I would throw Derek. Henry in there if Derrick Henry decided to ever play linebacker play defense. The, the other night. But other than that, other than that, oh my no. god. Here's here's a name though, guys. Dalton Schultz. You know, okay. Dalton Schultz may have the ability to have a really big game uh, just based off of the way that they're going to align to stop the run. So I'm looking for Dalton Schultz uh, to to be someone that gets some advantages against strong safeties and linebackers and. Now, this is the game for him to do that, especially with them trying to limit and take away some of the things that we do offensively. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to seeing our receivers get off this press coverage, and that includes Schultz too. I want to see them get off press because we haven't, we really haven't had to see that that much. Uh, we really haven't had the opportunity to see them do that that much this year. Um, they did a little bit, obviously, in what we showed in the film room, but that wasn't even really a real press. Um, these guys are going to have hands on them, and they're going to have to get off the line of scrimmage. And I am really looking forward to seeing can they do that, and then once the ball's in the air, can they go make the contested catches? Because these aren't these aren't no little, no little young whippersnappers they're playing against. These dudes can play. And they can, they, can, they can find the ball just as well as our, our receivers can. Very fundamentally sound secondary for Vance Joseph in Very, that Cardinals yeah. defense. And we, we showed that in film room, Isaiah. Really quickly before we have to sign off here, but who out of the Cowboys receivers has the best chance and will have the most success against press coverage? CeeDee Lamb. Oh, CeeDee Lamb. You agree, yeah. I, you agree there, Isaiah? Rob? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think with his quickness off the line of scrimmage, I go with CeeDee Lamb. I just wanted to hear his name a couple times in this show. We hadn't talked about him yet. <laughs> that's so, it, yeah. uh, I knew it. I knew it. That's, that's going to do it here for Talking Cowboys. It's been a whole lot of fun over the last 45 minutes. Glad you've been with us. For Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips, for Isaiah Stanback. special thanks to Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow for Say It With Your Chest Friday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!